You basically took our show and made a podcast out of it. That's fine. This is okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick proof. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with distinct pleasure that I introduce to you this week's surprise temporary co-host again as i have mentioned before this just has an awkward sound to me and i can't figure out what it is i don't know if i've got an effect on i don't know what's going on but i've got a weird resonating anyway to get away from me and back to you whatever (laughs) i am so happy to have uh, our co-host with us this week we have mucho history together we have a lot to talk about it'll be very this this should be a fun episode if uh, if i had the ability to do the drum roll i would do one right now ladies and gentlemen please welcome my co-host for this episode danny nipples (laughs) (laughs) the nipples and knuckles show oh danny gross Uh, For those of you who have not been following me for years and years and years, Danny was my radio partner in Siganilla in the early 2000s. We had a weekly radio show called Traffic Talk Tuesdays where he played awesome music and I brought the funny. We had a great time and, uh, and then AFN, the once glorious radio network that it was, sold its soul to this devil and became Bob FM. An old lady's iPod on shuffle is what it became. You don't know. You don't know about me getting kicked off AFN. I do not. (laughs) Hold on. on. It gets better. The person who fired me, none other than Gary Bytel. (laughs) <laughs> when I tell other people who don't understand the history of AFN, they don't know who Gary Bytel is. But I'm telling you, he is probably the most famous man in the American Forces Network. He's been with them for over 40 years. An, a, an amazing announcer, amazing broadcaster who's retired from broadcasting and now is in the upper management level. During COVID, Gary was bored and had nothing better to do. So after being on the radio for years and years and years, he decided to audit our show. And he was not happy. He could not. He could not have picked the worst time to audit a show. It was right at the beginning of COVID. You know, we were were on board, man. We were a part of the machine. We were all about... We were all about this keeping distance and washing your hands and wearing the mask. We were on board with that. What I joked about was the government's efficiency on the government's radio turned out to be a bad idea. (laughs) 
I was, my premise was the movie World War Z, we now know, is absolute fiction, that it could never take place in real life, because in the event of an emergency, we just shut it all down. We shut it all down. Brad Pitt isn't getting on a plane and going nowhere, because the Air Force isn't flying. They're all at home, because they're afraid of COVID. Nobody's... So I do this whole thing. It did not, it did not go well. Hence the opening is, you know, us getting fired by Trump, although he was the president at the time, he wasn't he wasn't directly involved in our firing. <laughs> yeah, I bet that went over like a fart in church. But the yeah. thing is, if it hadn't been for COVID, and if he'd have just been doing his normal day-to-day operations, he would he would have never audited our show. So I don't so okay, that's fine. You could totally blame it on COVID, but even if he was just to like spring up on an audit, like we have had conversations before basically in a way talking trash about certain things that we just dislike <laughs> for example i'm still going to bring this up and i have no idea if you've ever talked about this at all but like afn spectrum dreaming uh-huh where where it was you were saying like you were watching spectrum to a certain point and basically spectrum itself actual like service was worse than Comcast, if you can believe it, but like you would have movies that would start playing and in the middle of the movie, it would stop, it would freeze, and then it would go back 15 minutes and continue from that 15 minute period that it was, or five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, but it would basically re, you would rewatch the last couple of minutes and I remember distinctly that you were talking about this because you said, like, I am dreaming in Spectrum. And I asked what you were talking about on the show. And you were like, I'm dreaming to a point where, like, the story would continue and then stop and then repeat itself five minutes prior to where it was. And then I would relive that for five minutes and then it would go back ten minutes. That sounds very I- funny. That sounds like something I would say. Yeah. So me and you would trash talk, not the television, separate the television from the radio, even though they're owned by the same. But we would trash the radio while we were on the radio leading up to the switch over to the Eagle. Me and you were bashing the the Masters every every week. We were bashing the Masters and Jeff Wells is sitting down the hall. And he could <laughs> he could hear us, but deep down inside, he agreed with us. So he would come down and give us a stern look or a talking to. But you know he was on board. Every one of us, especially the studs of the flood. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, the studs. Uh, Danny, Danny is actually uh, the closest thing that a journalist can get to being a combat proven. <laughs> a combat <laughs> a combat-proven radio DJ in that during the great floods of 2005 in Marini housing in Sicily, uh, he was on leave. Yep, he uh, he was on vacation, and, and me and the guys, we, we held down the fort. We did on-the-scene reporting. We were doing amazing stuff. And then he came back at the very tail end of it after all the heavy lifting was done. And oh, sure. What did yeah. they give you, like a Congressional Medal of Honor or a Silver Star? They gave you something awesome for that, right? I think it, I think it was a Purple Heart. I'm not sure. <laughs> I will totally take credit for where credit is not due because it still uh, works. It, uh, it still pays the bill. You have done. Uh, 
done a lot of uh, interesting and amazing things since we last worked together. So to, you know, to identify, to, to list your credits to the audience so that they know you're worthy of being a co-host on the T-Voted Chick-Fil-A show, why don't you tell us about what you've been doing since you, uh, since you left SIG? Uh, so, I mean, honestly, when I, when I got back to Colorado afterwards, I, I left, I left Siganella. I, I got uh, to a base, uh, 36th Street Naval Base. Or 32nd Street Naval Base? Yeah, 32nd. Yeah, 32nd Street Naval Base. I was on I was on the debut for the last two years. I was one of one, so I joined I joined VBSS, the Visit Board Search and Seizure. Ooh, just, a little fun. Like, yeah. My like action packed uh, side of side of things. And then like of course after So I, VBSS like, explains the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Non-compliant, not a problem. No, no, that's right. definitely a special operator's beard. And once you go VBSS, you don't go back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I left. Uh, I left California. I got out of the military and came. Uh, uh, went to Colorado. I went to school for a little while. Worked on campus veterans cottage. We created a veterans cottage for all the veterans that were actually going to the University of Northern Colorado. We did uh, a lot of a lot of work on campus uh, for them, different events and whatnot. And then uh, I moved. Second, put it out there. Knuckles will enjoy this one. Uh, second wife. I met the second wife while I was in college. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. So it's going to be the last one. I, I promise. Uh, I've listened to uh, you know, we're going to be before. talking about we're going to be talking about our friend Kevin Blade in a, in a few, but uh, you know, Kevin Kevin's on number 3 and statistically, statistically, the third marriage lasts the longest. But <laughs> but second statistics? Second wives never want to hear that statistic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. I uh, I have watched you. I've watched you go through your divorce, and I've I've watched you get married to this this woman that you uh, are clearly in love with, and I've I've been watching you from afar in the you kind of way, you know, in the weird. <laughs> and you look like you guys are are having a great life. You look like you're really having a great time together. Oh yeah, uh, we yeah we we just moved out to to, to North Carolina. Uh, like I said, I was in Texas uh, for a little while. I launched a, a television show with CBS um, that that was a, a local uh, local show. Um, afterwards, they like they like cleared house, uh, and so I moved on to a couple of other things. And now I'm out here in uh, North Carolina, and I gotta say, like it's this it's. it's it is so pretty out here. We're 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 super happy about the 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 whole move. So, and then uh, on top of that, uh, a side hustle, and I'm going to plug it right now. Vinyl Reckoning uh, podcast. You can find it on any uh, any area where you get your podcasts at um, iTunes, uh, Spotify, whichever. Um, on there and it is uh, a friend of mine who just collects vinyl records and uh, he talks about them and uh, I've been we, we've been working together and I've been editing all of his stuff for YouTube so find us on YouTube find us on anywhere that you get your podcasts and, and how much does he pay you to do the editing uh, so we are uh, nothing let's 
So I had to learn how to do all of this myself. And meanwhile, you're out there giving away your talents for free. Well, who hurt you? you? Okay. When when you have when you have a talent that is so good on camera, it's really easy to do the editing for. So you know, you can do he's, a, he's an absolute cutie. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh-huh. I, I absolutely <laughs> adore him. Yeah, it's a full-on bromance. No. Uh, and what is, what is your role in the show? Are you co-hosting? Are you just the the uh, behind-the-scenes monkey like you used to be I'm, for me? I'm, or I'm full full-on full-on behind-the-scenes. <laughs> if you ever catch the YouTube, you can find my voice in the lower thirds. That is basically so. You're not where... even equivalent to like a Joe Rogan's Jamie. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Um, so we'll we'll see as it as it continues uh, uh, as it continues to actually go. So like w- there there's been uh, some talks, but nothing as of right now. Fully behind the camera, and I'm very comfortable being behind the camera. Well, I'm comfortable with you being in front of the camera. And even though we don't do a video version of our podcast, I really appreciate you taking the time to jump on here. Number one, because I really haven't talked to you in 15 years. Oh, I know. You know, uh, hey. Facebook comments. That doesn't count, right? We've had some laughs on Facebook and I still don't understand the cat, but uh, whatever. You kept mentioning, you kept mentioning North Carolina. Where in North Carolina are you? I'm actually in Raleigh, like in Raleigh and Cary. Yeah, Yeah, I know Raleigh. We have listeners in Raleigh. So uh, that's good. Now, our friend, as we mentioned, uh, friend Kevin Blade is getting ready to open up a vinyl record store. And I, I, I guess in my circle, I guess I don't really understand the resurgence in vinyl. You got your friend, he's buying the vinyls. You got Kevin getting ready to open up a vinyl record store. I feel like at any moment, John Cusack's going to walk in here with a trench coat and a boombox over his boom head. Is, <laughs> is, is, is that where we're going with this? What's, what is causing this resurgence? with vinyl i mean i i don't uh like uh, like i i myself am not a vinyl collector but it has its own niche there is there there is a crowd of people and like they all like that it's not about quality i don't want to yeah no no, i don't want to use the word like well no no no. okay so i i want to stop you on the quality thing because I'll, I'm, I'm going to touch on that for a moment, but I don't want to use the word hipster in a bad way, but there are people that are going back to those older versions of stuff. Even, even if you've ever heard of like the Alamo, the, the film house where you can actually like go and watch movies and they like serve you food and stuff like that. There's tons of replications of that flicks brew house. And stuff yeah, like I, that. I, but, I've been to one. I feel, I saw field of dreams there. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, perfect. Okay, but if you if you go into those, there is there's there's VHS, there's vinyl, there's like people are are going back to older versions of stuff because well, one, the equipment is readily available at any local pawn shop that you can actually go to. You can find really nice things if you wanted to online to be able to actually like play those kind of things. There's like a nostalgia to it and also let's let's put it this way with lossless audio and everything there should be no reason for somebody to buy cds or buy vinyl because it's so much better it is literally the like it's the end-all be-all of of music when it comes down to it but if you want to hear for example wu-tang clan first album if you've ever listened to that on a vinyl record before it is the best slash worst 
recording that you will ever hear in like hip hop because it is so rugged, it's so raw that you can hear everything when you are actually listening to it off of the the like the final reckoning, the way that or the final reckoning. There, I plugged it again. <laughs> uh, final record. When you listen to it on the vinyl record, you're going. This is the way that it was when it first came out. So there's, I don't know, there's like a, there's a sweetness, there's a nostalgia to it that you can, you can watch it or, or listen to it. And, and people are doing it with like VHS so records. So old stuff CDs, is coming cassettes. back. Old stuff is coming back and people are making money at it. So yeah. these uh, three and a half inch computer discs that I have, I have thousands and thousands of three and a half inch computer discs. I got baseball cards. I'm waiting for them to make a comeback. I still have like, baseball cards, but the three and a half inch yeah. computer disc, I think uh, I think I could sell those. They probably got a lot of PII on them, but yeah, the, uh, the I, I don't know. not coming back. Uh, I'm gonna, the floppy disc is not coming back, sorry. How about the zip drive, man? I have so much information on my zip drives. It's all gone. It's, uh, we're, making, we're making progress, and sometimes, you know, you think about it. I think music is the only thing that once... Once it was initially released, somehow people have the feeling that they want to go back to it. So Vinyl Recording is the podcast, and, and you can listen to it uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold. And you can find out more about this. But, you, you know, when uh, Kevin Blade opens up the Shut Up and Listen, which, by the way, is a beautiful name for a record store. Yes. When he opens up Shut Up and Listen, we'll be giving him the uh, necessary push from everything that we can do to kind of help uh, uh, increase his business because he's a friend. And that's what we do for friends. So I we're, know that he's like three hours away from us too as well with that store too so there there may be a video uh, i'm working with my uh working with the host of the uh, podcast too as well so kevin blade i'm not going to call you master chief because you have corrected me so many times on this uh and he's he's yelled at me i i feel like i've gotten a, enough slap on the wrist to where i will say kevin blade like yeah we're we're going to be uh, coming out there hopefully visiting your record shop, taking some video, and uh, putting that up on our YouTube. Where's he at? You uh, say three hours away, but, I mean, east or west? North? You can't go three hours north from Raleigh. You'll end up in middle of Virginia. I have no idea. Like, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I've just gotten here. I have no idea. There's no mountains. I do not know which way is west at this point. Like, it's there. You'll get it. It's a piece of cake, man. I love North Carolina. North Carolina's a great state. Hey, so in case you didn't know, because you told me you hadn't listened to the last couple of episodes, but some for some reason you're still here as my co-host, thanks. We have a new hotline, uh, 904-385. Wait, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because uh, the kids will tell you. You used to call me on my 904-385-3977. You used to, you used to. Huh? Not bad for somebody who's self-taught. <laughs> That's fantastic, actually. Yeah, very nice. Yes, uh, the Taney well kids. Up. My my mic is something's really bugging me today with sound. Okay, so I think it's probably the fact that it's your voice and then you're just hearing it through the headphones. <laughs> no, it's something a little bit more than that. And it, I set up the studio today for two people and I attached a separate microphone and I attach a separate headset and I've got the twang in there that's just driving me a little nizzuts. And that, that isn't the button to fix it. And I, there's just so many dials on my soundboard. I don't know what to touch and what not to touch. It's too much, man. It's too much. 
Oh, wait. All right. Do you, do you see the volume one? Pull that, pull that down. Well, I have the uh, microphone volume down, but the headphone volume way up so that I can hear myself. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah, because I am hard of hearing. I'm hard of hearing. Big Baby, uh, I reached out to him. I was going to have him fill in as a co-host, but so don't take this personal. You were not my first pick. <laughs> How am I not supposed to take that personal when we like talked like a week back and you were like, hey, I'm looking for a co-host? Yeah, because you're moving and I mean, you're calling me from the room <laughs> of echoes. You're in the process of moving into a new house. You're busy. You got all all this stuff going on. Not that I didn't think you were capable or competent. I just thought you had a bunch of stuff going on. Okay. And I know Big All Baby, right. Big Baby's moving into his new house and he's got a lot of stuff going on. So my first pick was Tegan. Unfortunately, Tegan had a bunch of stuff in her life going on. And then I reached out to Big Baby anyway and nothing was working for him. And then by mere coincidence, you reached out to me. So I am so glad that that worked <laughs> out the way it did. Now, let's go to the Wheel of Destiny and see what we'll talk about next. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight proved one thing. You know f all. I, I feel like you are not respecting the amount of work that I've gone into putting these things in there. I see. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Look, okay, I didn't go to school to do this. I'm self-taught. No lessons. Thank you very much, pops. Uh, <laughs> I think these are good. And they're good enough, okay? And until you want to volunteer your talents and making stuff for this show, it's going to have to do. Because <laughs> every week we talk about cooking. Uh, Chick Brew, my regular co-host, is a certified, bona fide, no kidding chef. She, she went to the school. She knows how to Julianne. She knows how to Sicilian. I don't know. She knows cooking terms. She got a funny hat. She knows how to talk about food. So every week we talk about food a little bit, but you don't have to be a chef to talk about food because everybody poops, right? And the only way you poop is you eat some food. Fair. I'm going to yeah. ask you, you're in a new town, you're figuring things out, you're getting the scenery of the local establishment, Raleigh, a beautiful town, by the way. What is the first place you ate at or what's the first place you think you're going to eat at? As far as an actual meal, not the not the uh, tacos that you got next to the yoga stand, not that. Wasn't even tacos. It was Italian food <laughs> at the yoga uh, by by the yoga. That, oh, that was look yesterday. At all these actually. calories we burned here. Hey. <laughs> no, get a little prosciutto. <laughs> like. A little mats, a little prosciutto. Huh? Look, I burned <laughs> off some calories of yoga. It's time to get something to eat. I'm starving. It was. It was good, actually. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There was like some burrata and like, uh, yeah. One thing I miss from Italy actually is the uh, orancinis, but like, uh, like they don't do them out here the the way that our, uh, everybody does out here. But to to answer your question, actually, uh, the first uh, uh, one of the first things that it, like when we came out here, being that my wife is from Austin. It was literally trying to find a Mexican restaurant that wasn't that American Mexican restaurant. So it was like, Muy basically, authentic. we were looking for any, any type of like, basically at this point, if you're not in like a bordering area of Mexico, find a food truck, find a taco truck 
And that is where you're going to find the person that is making hot sauce that is actually hot, you know, that they, the, the abuela made. Like, so you're saying, like, uh, so, so a couple of gringos in a, in a truck selling tacos is better than no. a second generation Mexican family in an establishment? Is that what you're saying? I am not. I am saying, <laughs> I am saying actual Mexicanos. American Mexicanos in a taco truck making tacos, street tacos, is way better than any single brick and mortar place that you're going to find where they're going to give you Mexican rice with like lima beans and pieces of carrots and, and green beans in it. It's not, it's not, uh, it's you, not Mexican rice. I'm sorry. Sounds kind of racist. <laughs> sounds kind of racist for the... The white sure. man and the white woman to talk about how horrible the Mexicans' authentic food is in a wow. brick and mortar building. You're gonna you're gonna go there on it? No, I'm just saying it's it's more it's it's more authentic than than going to 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 Joe's American Crab Shack and and ordering the the shrimp tacos and. Did you ever get to visit Spain while you were overseas? Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I got to live there for a very long time. And I got to tell you, Spanish food, and I mean no offense to any of my Spanish friends, but Spanish food in general is very, very dull. It's not exciting. It's no, there's no spice. There's no, they don't like spice. They do not. Yeah, yeah. They do not like spice. You don't have, you, you got to take Spain people and you got to put them in, you got to just put them on a ship and get them over to Mexico and make them live a couple of generations of really hard life where they're like, hey, you know, be good. Some pepper. Some pepper would be really good right here. So, <laughs> With a New York accent. I don't That's know. How they, do well, they, they, they went through Ellis Island before they got to Mexico. Oh, okay. All right. That's, <laughs> That's some that bad influences. <laughs> No, that was a that was the first thing. Uh, we we found this uh, we found this place right down the street actually, uh, and it is a it's actually a really nice little shop. Speaking of food, that's my ribs. But <laughs> a little alarm though just went off, so I might have to pop out for like a couple of seconds. But well, go yeah, ahead. Uh, go we, ahead. We went we went to a, a place called uh, it was uh, uh, La Bonita, and it actually has like a a little it's a little shop. It had all of the stuff that we that that we needed to actually get weird thing if you ever like uh, uh, trying to go to any store here they don't have cornmeal they have cornmeal mix but they don't have cornmeal just by itself this is the only place that we've actually been able to find it there's only like a couple of places that you're able to find like good chorizo too as well and yeah so you know chorizo egg and cheese it is a staple so in not, Austin, Texas. you're not from texas no i am not from texas but no, you're sir. talking like somebody who's a Texan. It's only because you're, my wife has you're really, really judgy me. against Mexican people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you think you know? <laughs> you think you know Mexican food better than they do? <laughs> no, it's because I live. Well, well, it's it's being in California. It was fantastic Mexican food there. Like going over the border, having great Mexican food there, and then like going into Texas. But living in Colorado and trying like anything there. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was hard to find a good place. Like you're not going to go to like Coyote Grill or something like that, where they're going to serve you like tacos or burritos or something. And it's, it's, it's going to have this, like, it, 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 it's just not the same. It's, it's not the spices you want. 
you want something that is going to make you sweat a little bit and and, and worry whether or not you're you're breathing correctly. I just got back I, from Mexico. I was uh, we were there just uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Unless you're eating Mexican street tacos, and when I say street tacos, I'm not talking about this truck fantasy of yours, where a couple of people <laughs> that wash their hands are in a well-equipped place that's sanitary. I'm talking about some guy on the street that magically turns around and brings back a hot piece of meat some wrapped in a tortilla of some kind you don't know what That's the meat the best is kind. you don't know what the meat is you don't know what the tortilla is and every bite you're like uh, this is probably going to kill me but you eat it because it's delicious and then you make it across the border and then you immediately find some uh, Pepto-Bismol because you know you know that if you take it as a suppository, it's going to help you the next day. No, that's a hundred percent. That that is the exact kind of food that 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 I'm looking for. Like I'm not worried about whether or not you wash your hands. It is more seasoning on that taco for me. Like that's that is that's where I'm at. Like I know for a fact that you are are, are just doing the thing. Like I. I want that kind of that that, yeah, that kind of taco truck. There, there's a there's right. a nice gutter over there. Can you flavor my tortilla with the dustings of the gutter to make yeah. it muy authentico? Yeah. <laughs> when, as long as it's spicy. Uh, when I got back to the states, I missed Korean food. I really did. And after like a, a year, well, no, 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 no. When I left Korea, so after like two or three years away from Korea. I had mentioned this to my friend Emily, and she said, well, I can make you Korean food. And I didn't know what this white girl was going to do in making Korean food. You know, uh, uh, upstate, questionable. upstate yeah. New York white woman making Korean food? I don't think so, Charlie. But she offered to make it. I wasn't going to tell her no. And she made me some kimbap, and it was the bomb diggity. It was amazing. I didn't, as, as stupid and as racist as it sounds, I didn't think white people could make Korean food. <laughs> and she did, and she then she taught me how, and then I got on with Manji, who is a YouTube Korean, a, a little Ajima, who who's a fantastic a teacher and a chef, and I learned how to make Korean food because of her. So now I I'm a I'm a round eye that knows how to make Korean food. It's a it's it was a big step for me. The most authentic thing that you need to have genuine Korean food is giant. Playtex rubber gloves. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. real long orange, the super yellow thick, one. or pink. But basically, you can do electrical work with these gloves and not get shocked. They're huge. Yeah. And the Korean ladies that I used to watch at the restaurants would cook with these gloves so that their hands didn't touch the food. And they would they would clean the toilets with these gloves so that their hands didn't touch the toilet. And they would take out the garbage with these gloves because the gloves were only there to keep their hands clean, nothing else. So when I learned how to make uh, gimbap, I was like, it's really good, but I, it's missing that one thing. And that so one then you cleaned your house <laughs> with the gloves. That, you're like, I figured it out. That one thing was within a couple of hours of eating one roll of gimbap, you were clean. It moved through your system with rapidity. It just, just within within six hours of eating one roll of kimbap, it was out of your system and your system was clean. And I can't get that effect because I'm missing all of the uh, the X factors, all the latex glove principalities. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> now do it. 
I'm not gonna. Okay, can't do it. Like we're we're doing it right now. No, no, no. You tell her to do it, and she'll do it. The the. All right, hang on. Let me do this. Play the T Bone and Chick Brew Show. Which app do you want to listen to this on? Ooh, that's hard. We're we're on Apple. We're on uh, iTunes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It says Apple Podcasts. It says Spotify. It says YouTube, Pandora. I'm going to have to... All right. All right. I will like and subscribe. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> I've never had to say that. I've had a bunch of people this week. In this last week, I had a bunch of people say to me, hey, uh, they didn't say... I was like, well, you blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned that on the show. Did you listen? You know, for whatever reason. They're like, no. Why? Why don't you listen? Well, I don't know how to listen to podcasts. And I get it. I get it. People <laughs> think, right. people think listening to a podcast is different. And what I have done successfully over the years is told people how easy it is to listen to podcasts. What didn't hit me until last week is they have to listen to the podcast to hear me tell them how easy it is to use the podcast. <laughs> it was falling on deaf ears, Danny. <laughs> yeah. I need to do a Facebook post. I no, did no. one just before this show uh, specifically my, about that. My mother is the same way. I, I told her, she's like, well, what do you do for entertainment? And because uh, like, you know, I, I have like watch TV to a certain extent, but like most of the time, like I have like audiobooks or, or something. And then most of the other time it's all it's all podcasts she's like well i just i just don't want to pay and i was like no they're free <laughs> like they're a hundred percent free there's only like a couple of but them that I, you need I to actually pay i don't want to download anything you, you don't you have, don't have to download it's so easy to download. and it's if so you have fantastic. unlimited data if you have unlimited data you can listen to them anywhere you want <sighs> It's so much better than radio because we don't have commercials. We don't have crappy music. It's just us. I mean, we've got some commercials, but uh, they're usually fake commercials or I made them specifically for this show. You made fake commercials for the show? Get your laugh on and save a life. The Harrisburg Comedy Zone, in partnership with the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank, offer two free passes for every single pint of blood donated. Quick clarification, it must be your blood. One pint, two free passes. That's almost the junkie rate for a plasma donation. Did you know a single pint of blood can save as many as three lives? Did you know the Harrisburg Comedy Zone features amazing talent from all over the country every single weekend? Did you also know that blood expires and the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank is in regular need of donations? For more information on how you could save a life and have a laugh, visit cpbb.org and harrisburgcomedyzone.com. That's one word, harrisburgcomedyzone.com. What? What what do you have to say now? <laughs> I just miss your commercials so much. And now also, I just want to say, I learned something today. That blood, <laughs> blood does expire. Yes. And I didn't know that. Well, you know what? I don't think I needed to know that. but <laughs> That, that, know that is a know. perfect lead in uh, for this. Everything, everything the book of everything. I mean, we have to do it. They're regular segments in the show. So the book of everything is something that we do every week. I've got it right here. It's uh, the book of facts that will blow your mind. Guaranteed to teach you something today that you did not know 
before I, I, I told you. So it, it, there's a lot of cool, interesting facts in the book of everything. The other night, you know, I don't have cable TV, so I got the free antenna TV, which means I get to watch a lot of TV from the 50s. They told us, they told us when I was a kid that the TV signals that we send out into outer space would be seen by aliens thousands of years from now. What they didn't tell me is I was going to be cheap in my old age and not pay for cable, and I could watch all of those shows right here. Uh, if you want to know any, <laughs> you want to know anything about my favorite Martian, my three sons, I Dream of Genie, or Gomer Pyle USMC, these are like uh, the regulars that I watch all the time. But in the uh, in a knockoff of the History Channel, we have a channel called the Story Channel. <laughs> the Story versus History Channel. So in the Story Channel. They actually did a segment where they focused on something that I learned in the in the book of everything. The oldest organism, the oldest living organism in the world is over 100,000 years old, and it's a patch of seagrass in between Greece and Italy. Yeah. I, I wasn't really impressed by it either. But when it came yeah. up when it came up on the story TV channel and they were divers down in there showing it, I was like, I learned that on the T Bone and Chick Brew show. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go into the book of everything. I'm gonna teach you two things that you never ever knew before. You ready for this? Sure. When trying out a new pen, what is the first thing that people do? You've got a new pen there, Danny. What's the first thing you do with a new pen? Uh, I'd probably say uncap it or click it, click it. What's the first thing you write with your new pen? Oh, I scribble. What do you scribble? You scribble like a couple of lines just to make sure that okay. it's actually going to write. Okay, what's the first word you write? The first word? Yep. I don't know. It depends on what kind of document I'm signing. According to the book of everything, when trying out a new pen, 97% of people write their own name. There you go. There you go. There you go. From the book of everything, something you didn't know before that you know now. And in the future, when you go to scribble, because of this episode, you're going to get a new pen. You're going to go to do a scribble and you're going to like 97 percent of people can't be wrong. Let me write Danny down. You're going to ha it's going to happen. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy. Over a dis now uh, the book of everything. To be honest, the book of everything is copyrighted uh, 2012. So it's a little it's a little outdated. Little, okay. okay. Over a distance of about a mile, a carrier pigeon is faster than a fax machine. <laughs> did did we just like go to like Monty Python like on that? After the of the distance of a quarter of a mile, I think a carrier pigeon's probably faster than a, a bike messenger, a car, just about everything over a period of one mile. I think a carrier pigeon can get there faster than anything, except email, except email. Now, before email became so prolific, which apparently was around 2013, we uh, we, we still we had these things called fax machines. And for those of you who don't know what a fax machine is, it was magic. It was, it's the early stages of teleportation. We would take a piece of paper and you could have anything on that piece of paper. It could be your face. It could be your butt. It could be anything. You could put this in a machine and that machine would read what it says and teleport that image around the world to another machine that would retrieve that image. It was amazing technology for its day. But nowadays I have people come up to me and go, uh, I have to send a fax, and you can see from the look in their dead eyes, they don't know what that means. 
They have no idea what sending a fax means. And they ask you stupid stuff like, uh, when I send them the fax, do I keep the original? <laughs> do I make a copy before I send the fax so that I have a copy? They don't know. They don't know. And it's, it's not difficult. It's just, I, I do. I have, people, I have a fax machine in my office that has been collecting dust behind me for years. And every once in a while, it rings. And when a fax machine rings, the fax machine is calling another fax machine. And they make this little crazy exchange back and forth. So I'm sitting there, and that fax machine will ring, and it'll ring once, and then the very next time it says, and I'm like, oh, oh, please, oh, please, here, here it comes. Here comes the fax from the future. Tony, disregard everything we told you about such and such. Play these numbers tonight. (laughs) Okay, future me who can only communicate to me through the fax machine that's in my office. On this episode of Grandpa Explains. (laughs) (laughs) There's a kid out there doing some some reels with, uh, it's called Gen Xers Explain. And it's just a dad who doesn't want to be messed with at all, you know. Hey, dad, what do you say about this? Ah, get away from me. And then he goes on to explain. Played it anyway, which is basically every day of my adult life these days. All right. Well, if you listen to the show, you uh, know what headlines are, and uh, and, and this week is going to be no different just because we have a guest host. I still haven't done a promo or still haven't done an opener for headlines or news around the globe or whatever we're calling this bit. Uh, but, be, ladies and gentlemen, you know how it works out. Uh, somebody gives me a headline. It's a surprise to me. I'm seeing it for the first time, and I'm going to do my best to mine that headline for funny and at the same time try to accurately predict where the story goes. So Danny, do you have any headlines for me? I do. This one is from the New York Post. All right, coming from the New York Post, what do you got? All right, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck get married in Las Vegas. Oh, you know, there's an old adage that these are words that were spoken from the man on the mountain, the Dalai Lama, the, the, the whoever. Listen, gentlemen, no matter how fine she is, she is somebody's pain in the butt. Okay? That, that, I'm going to tell you right now, that woman... She got issues. She got issues. I don't care how beautiful Jennifer Lopez is. But if she's dipping, she has to. I mean, what is she on? What is she like on marriage number six right now? And she's probably fooled by the rocks that she's got. (laughs) Yeah, well, apparently she's still Jenny from the block. And if we know anything now, we know she was a his or. No, I mean, she's, she's a beautiful lady. She's aging so wonderfully well. But God bless. She's got to be, I, I, you know, she's been run through a couple of times, man. And, and, and that's damaged goods. She's getting to a point in age where she slept with everybody. She's kind of like Skeletor, or as other people call her, Madonna. Um, she, the, uh, <laughs> life, life has not been good to her after her period of time where it was great for her and and j-lo i love you lady you're great at making music you know as long as pitbull's involved (laughs) but uh you 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 should probably be seeing uh some type of therapist versus 
getting married in Vegas, JLo. Come on now. Come on. That's, oh, man. Was there an Elvis impersonator? Did you guys do it at the little drive through chapel? What, is this going to be Britney Spears? Are we going to see J-Lo shaving her head in two weeks? Is that okay, what we're seeing? Leave alone. <laughs> Just to get the attention? I don't care if, obviously, Ben Affleck is a train wreck, too. But I got to say, if I had to guess... He, he's gifted in one department. He has got to be gifted in one department. Considering his competition. Now, they've been together before. And then they went their separate ways. And she went through a bunch of backup hitters, if you will. <laughs> See? I mean, we've seen the bat suit. We know what he's packing. Well, I mean, we didn't know. But apparently, uh, that was not a prosthetic. Did you know in the Magic Mike, apparently the Wahlberg boy was wearing some type of prosthetic? No. I didn't know that either. I recently watched an episode of the Wahlbergs because I don't have cable and I have to watch whatever's on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, big old prosthetic. Was this on uh, the, the, the story channel? <laughs> oh, all my channels are knockoff channels. I don't get the peacock. I get the peahen. <laughs> uh, the bottom line is there this will not last ben ben's got issues jen's got issues uh you take one train wreck and you put it against another train wreck and all you get is one giant train wreck i will put even odds it doesn't last a year all right that's that's the going rate right now even odds that the uh Benefer version two. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being married to somebody and then getting divorced from somebody, which is its own process? You know, not a lot of divorces are easy to go through. So you got this divorce thing. You get through that. And then to get back with them after years of publicly being with a bunch of other people, it's not going to work out. I will give you fair odds. Six months, six months. And Affleck probably hurts himself or checks into rehab or something. It doesn't last. There's a there's a headline right underneath it. It says Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck get divorced in Arizona. So it didn't even last the state line. <laughs> I wish that was true. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. All right. You got another headline for me? I do. All right, let's go ahead. This one is coming from NPR. There we go. All right, don't forget. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't forget. When you you reference something from National Public Radio, you must remember to present it in National Public Radio voice. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, This is Ira Glass. And uh, am I doing it right? (laughs) The least entertaining, the least excitable broadcasters on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, the people from NPR. Yeah, the quaalude of radio. But it is fantastic. A man exonerated in the killing of Malcolm X is suing New York City for $40 Get your hand out of my pocket. (laughs) <laughs> is is a phrase I use all the time. Now, a lot of people forget, you know, facts and history and stuff like that. So Malcolm X was murdered by black men. 
Martin Luther King Jr. was almost murdered uh, well in advance of his actual murder by a black woman. So th these, you know, the outcome with Malcolm X is that uh, while giving a sermon in Harlem, uh, three men enter the room. One of the men famously distracts the crowd's attention by yelling those words, get your hand out of my pocket. I use it all the t time, and it's such a f awesome reference that nobody gets. So I, I yell it out all the time, get your hand out of my pocket. People are looking around like, yeah, yeah, you'd all be dead right now. They use that as the distraction to murder the man while he was giving a speech. There were three of those men, and uh, they were all from the Nation of Islam because Elijah Muhammad didn't like that Malcolm X was no longer on his team when it comes to hating Whitey. There were different levels of hating Whitey, whereas like Malcolm, uh, Malcolm was in the A-leagues of hating Whitey along with Elijah Muhammad, and then Malcolm kind of stepped back and said, hold on, not all white people are bad. I only hate, you know, certain white people. So he got bumped down to the minors, and uh, Elijah Muhammad didn't like that, so they basically put a hit out of him and had him killed by other people that wanted to be up-and-coming A-leaguers in the, in the hate whitey movement. So, <laughs> so uh, too much. Of, I, I don't know how you've been in prison for 40 years. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I don't think he's. He, I don't know how long he was in prison. He's been in prison a long time. Malcolm X has been dead a long time. I don't know how he was wrongly convicted of uh, being part of the three people that killed Malcolm X. I don't know how he got away with that because he was there. Uh, Mohammed Aziz is, I, I think, was uh, the guy that got released. I'm pretty sure he was he was there. He was part of the three man hit team. How his lawyers beat the rap all of these years later, usually because you know witnesses die or they're murdered, and, and I mean, time goes on and things happen. Somehow they were able to get this cat out of jail. He should be happy, but he ain't happy. Because hey, good ain't good enough. Now, if I got the story wrong, and he was just another like congregation member, and the, the whitey arrested him and accused him and put him in a jail because he had a weird first name and a weird last name, he deserves forty million dollars. Forty million dollars tax free. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> uh, how about this? How about he wins against the city? They give him $40 million, doesn't matter, MRP, and then they take taxes from him for the money that they gave him, because they will, and the federal government will. He's just going to be lining Whitey's pocket. And, 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 and you know what they're going to do? They're going to do just like uh, America's Got Talent and American Idol and all these. Anything where you're going to win a million dollars, Survivor, Alone, any of those things, you're going to win it in installments of 40 years. All of them do this. So when you see a group of like 30 people on America's Got Talent that are the most amazing acrobatic karaoke singing musician, you name it, like a group of 30, they get on there and they win the show. Well, those 30 people have to divide the grand prize of $1 million over 40 years by 30 people after taxes. So like, yay, this week I can have peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> now we, I see you staring intently at the screen. We normally only do two headlines. If there's one out there that you think needs some attention, I'll give it. But if not, we're going to go ahead and move on. 
No, I'm actually just reading into the actual headline itself because I was very much interested in like what was uh, what was actually going on well, how, there. But, how close was I? Uh, like, you were you were relatively you were in the ballpark. Let's put it that way. But as nice far way as to bring back was, the baseball uh, reference. It was yeah. It basically uh, dismissed the convictions of for basically witness. Uh, there was evidence of witness intimidation and suppression. Gulpatory evidence. Exculpatory. And, yeah, exculpatory. Thank you very much. So I he got it. out of prison. So he got out of prison on a technicality. Yeah. And now he wants $40 million. Well, I mean, 55 years, right? Something like along those lines. Spent 20 years, 20 years in prison for a crime that, that he, he did commit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting off on a technicality doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did it. But, you know, you screwed up. You didn't dot the I's. You didn't I mean, cross the T's. There's a, I don't know. There's a, there's justice is a, is a weird thing at this point. Cause it is 20 years in prison. And if they're gonna turn around and say that this is the actual case, then I guess like he has somewhat of a right. I don't believe so. No, because like history has told me hundreds of times that as of right now, that is exactly the way that it all actually played out. You okay there? You got a little, uh, like, you, you seem to like uh, burp and spit up there. He's on video. I gotta, I gotta call this out. <laughs> it was a little weird. You okay, <laughs> dude? I don't even know what that was. I... It was like a burp and sneeze at the same time. I don't know what. What do you call that? I burped. I did. I kept it quiet. I had the mic off. I burped, and then it was like I had a nosebleed. But what was coming out of my nose was spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what the? How am I? How am I bleeding spaghetti sauce? How freaking fat am I? I I bleed spaghetti sauce. <laughs> oh Jesus! There was <laughs> there was a lot of power in that burp, man. I I was holding it in, and it came out through my nose. Oh, <laughs> it's not prepared for it. And holy cow, did mama use some garlic tonight, baby? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a person that'll burp spaghetti sauce out of their nose. That's uh, that's new. Well, uh, now that you have, I can or tell you. Or bleed spaghetti sauce. It's Let's not a very pleasant way. feeling. <laughs> I don't know if I could play the tape back, but my reaction was quite shocking. I was I was not prepared for those fluids in that location. <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm keeping I'm keeping the rest of that in. That was good stuff. <laughs> oh, good lord. You used to call me on my Those kids did a great job. Now it's time for birthday boost. It's time for Birthday Boost, and here's what we do every week. Chick Brew chooses two of her people on her notification list. I choose two of mine, and we give them a special build-up, a special boost. But in her absence, 
oh, Danny Nipples there. He's going to pull it off. He's going to choose two of his friends. I'm going to choose two of mine. I'm going to, I got a lot of wonderful people who are experiencing birthdays in the next week. Some that are very near and dear to my heart. But today, today's special birthday boost goes out to the one, the only, the manager of commissaries near and far, old Miss Shirley Magwood. I thought about you last night, Shirley, because I was, uh, I was uh, at a local establishment for some uh, adult entertainment. <laughs> I, was, I was at the adult arcade. I was having a wonderful time. And it was one of those nights where they, they gave away money to people at random. And uh, one of the women that won uh, $500 in free play, her name was Shirley Maggart. And, of course, I'm gaming. I'm having a good time. Doop-a-boop-a-boo. Having a good time. And I heard Shirley Mag and... I'm like, there's Shirley. She moves around a lot ever since she left Spain. I know she's not in the desert anymore, but we haven't really talked since quarantine conversations. Shirley is a wonderful woman. Uh, I, I love her to death. Just genuine, deep in her heart, amazing kids. Just, just uh, got a dog that's kind of racist because it always barks at the white people as they walk by. But, but Shirley's, I don't believe she's racist. I think she's a wonderful lady. And if you ever get a chance to go to a commissary that she runs, let me tell you something, folks. Customer service, like you can't believe. You got a problem, Shirley can fix it, all right? You go in there. Shirley also told us during quarantine conversations, she broke us the story of the, of the lady on the, uh, on the egg diet who was on an egg diet. So here's the deal. This is, this is a great story. It comes from the days of quarantine conversation where every day during the quarantine for 100 days, we just got together and talked, and, and, and sometimes it was really entertaining and insight, insightful. There was a woman who had come to Spain, and she was new. And she went to the commissary early in the morning before the commissary opened up, and she is begging and pleading for them to give her uh, some eggs. She has to have eggs. She can only eat eggs for her diet. She has to have these eggs. It's so important she gets these eggs. So they're not open yet, and she's beating on the door just trying to get somebody's attention. She goes and gets one of the people's attention, and the person says, No! No, we don't open for a couple more hours. You'll have to come back. And she doesn't take that for an answer. She keeps beating on the door. And eventually, Shirley, who's the boss lady, she comes out there. She goes, honey, what's the problem? She goes, I can only eat eggs. I'm starving. I have to have some eggs. I don't have any eggs. Can I get some eggs? And Shirley's like, of course. I'll go get the eggs for you. And I'll bring them to you. And even though the registers aren't open, you can eat the eggs and you can pay for the eggs later. So Shirley physically runs through the store, grabs the eggs, packs them up nice and neat, Puts them in a bag, does all the stuff, runs back. Because she doesn't want to delay this woman any further. She's got other things to do. And gives the woman the eggs. And the woman looks Shirley dead in the eye and says, no, Cadbury. <laughs> she was on a... <laughs> she... <laughs> she... She was on a Cadbury egg diet. <clears throat> and it actually does exist. There is such a thing as the Cadbury egg diet. It's a real thing. No, no, so, there's no way. Turns out... That the woman, God bless her, you know, I try not to make fun of the mentally ill unless their last name used to be Lopez. I try not to make fun of the mentally ill. But this woman, she then started going into the grocery store and taking eggs out of an egg carton and putting the Cadbury eggs in the egg carton and buying the eggs at the register. She would buy a dozen Cadbury eggs at the register that uh, she was stealing Cadbury eggs by using the regular egg carton to steal the eggs. <laughs> that deserves more laughter, but you're reading and not paying attention. 
You know, no, no, no. I'm paying attention. That is that is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But I'm googling now to find out whether or not this is real. And there is something with the wrong with the world because yes, this is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who thinks that this is a diet? (laughs) Fat people, man. Fat people. First of all. If you restrict your calories enough, it is true, you can eat anything and lose weight for a short period of time. If you only eat M&M's, if you only eat Cadbury eggs, if you only eat freaking broccoli, if that's the only thing you eat, but you limit the amount of calories that you eat, and your calories that you input is less than you output, you will lose weight for a short period of time. But eventually, your body's going to say, I like the other stuff too. And then you're going to eat that, and you're still going to be eating the M&Ms or the Cadburys, and then you're going to blow up. I know I am the poster child of yo-yo dieting, okay? I could lose 40 pounds and gain 60. It would take me a month to lose 40 pounds. I could gain 60 in two weeks. It's insane. Yeah. I am the yo-yo. Now, <laughs> now it is your turn to do a birthday boost. Three days ago was a uh, was a birthday for a friend of mine. At least that's what it says on Facebook. Daniel Newby. And uh, I, I just want to, I do want to do a shout out. Daniel Newby, or as uh, close uh, people will call him, Doobie. That makes for, sense. Uh, that goes together well. For, for reasons that are known. So it's not just a conjugation of his name. It's actually, yeah. No, it's on, 420 like... somewhere, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be. Yeah, very much so. <clears throat> no, no, no. He was a, a, a fantastic person, actually. Uh, he uh, is uh, one of the uh, the first people that I met when I actually moved to Austin, Texas. Uh, we are moving from Colorado into Austin, Texas with my wife, who was at the time just uh, my fiance, and we were looking for a place to actually stay. He called us up and said, hey, I have a place for you to stay. I have a room. We can split the rent. We got there and there was barely any running water. And (laughs) when there was running water, the the bathrooms didn't drain. The bathroom, the, the bathtub itself didn't drain. There were bugs in the kitchen and he'd been trying to leave that place for a while. Two days afterwards, we were sitting outside smoking cigarettes on his on the back porch and he had like a litter box that was just filled with uh butts and he threw one in there and it lit half the place on fire <laughs> so the guy is like pure and utter chaos uh and incarnate but for some reason he's just made it out and continued to live his best life constantly he now lives in colorado i think he's actually moving back to uh, austin at a certain point but he's got a, a little girl and he is married to a wonderful woman that is a friend of ours from uh, college too as well so it is it is just fantastic to 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 see him just be incredibly happy and here's a fun fact about this too as well uh one of my dogs that uh my wife has had way before me if there was anything to ever happen to my wife i would not get that dog doobie would get that dog (laughs) for your very first birthday boost not bad I am troubled. I don't know what to do. I got a lot. I, of course, I will mention you in the honorable mention section, but there's just so many good people to choose from. I'm gonna go with I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with old uh, Julie Tibbs there, or as she's known in Spain, 
Julie Tibbis. That's Julie Tibbis. Um, let's just say, and this is so fun for you to be on this show. So, uh, did I know of a, a chief at the hospital, the hot chief at the hospital? Yeah, I knew her. You know, I had seen her, you know. She had gotten my attention, beautiful lady, got my attention. But, uh, you know, she, she didn't like me. Because, as we all know, I'm an acquired personality. You know, yeah, you don't you don't just walk up to me and go, "Oh wow, you're really awesome." You have to learn my ins and my outs, my ups and my downs, to find out how awesome I could potentially be. Well, she wasn't going to invest that time in me, and I um, didn't think I had a chance, boys. Didn't think I had a chance. Totally out of my league, and it's work. So you know, you never. Uh, you never dip your pen in the company ink, right? Even though we didn't work directly together, she's a chief, I'm a chief, that's not going to happen. You know, it's that. It was such a crazy, crazy initial get-together. But on April the 1st, for the chief petty officer birthday, me and you were doing a, a live feed there at the commissary exchange. We're having a good time. And she rolls out there, and she's laughing a little bit. And, you know, I say, well, you know, if you thought this was fun, you should come over to the barracks after this because that's where we really have fun. Every Saturday we sit around, we play poker, we have a wonderful time, enjoying each other's company, playing poker, eating food. And she did. And I haven't gotten rid of her since. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to get rid of her. She's amazing <laughs> and I like having her around. But uh, yeah, it was me and you working that day. And then uh, her talking to me that day, deciding to come and join us over at the Chiefs Mess. She is getting ready to celebrate a giant birthday. Nice. And I have been forbidden from doing anything for her for her birthday. Because that's the kind of person she is. Super low-key. Super demanding and super low-key. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Julie. Uh, I hope... I hope telling people on the show it's your birthday and giving you a birthday boost isn't too much to get me in trouble. I hope uh... <laughs> you're going to catch it for this. I'm just saying right now. This is it. You think she actually listens to the show. The only time she listens to the show is when I could trap her in a car for a couple of hours. And then I'm just playing it like, no, I need to listen to the audio quality. I need to hear how I'm doing. And it just, just to get her because I say things and she laughs and I like it when she laughs, but you know, when we're driving down the road, we don't talk a lot. We, yeah. You know, so most people don't. I don't think a lot of people talk in the car when they're driving. You got to focus on driving. So I let her listen to me and I enjoy her laughter. It's now time for your second birthday boost there, Danny. I love how the, I, I love the picture of you listening to your own self, like over, like, like a couple of times just to be like, yeah, that was really funny. I uh, have it on video because I have an in-car camera, and I actually, I actually laugh at myself and critique myself on the camera. I should post that. That'd be good. Hell of a riot. <laughs> All right. All right. So in that case, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug the. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm gonna selfless uh, uh, self promotion here too as well, uh, because the next one is. Uh, um, our host of the Vinyl Reckoning podcast is actually he's coming up. His his birthday is actually coming up uh, relatively shortly here, and um, I think he's probably one of the funniest people that I've ever met in my entire life. His stories are fantastic, uh, and uh, and any time that he can't, ever I can't seem to turn your camera. mic off somehow. I'm trying to turn your mic off over here. I'm raising this thing up and down. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a fantastic human being, and actually, if it wasn't for him, I'd probably not be in North Carolina. Both of us got the same exact uh, uh, same uh, offer for a job. We both ended up turning around, talking to each other, and we both took it at the 
at the same time. So he actually lives right in the same apartment complex as me, and it is fantastic. One of the greatest stories uh, that I've ever heard him actually tell, and I have to preface this with a little bit of information about him. He was born, actually, with no legs and only one arm. So he is in an airport, and as you know, whenever you go into the airport and they're getting ready to seat you onto the airplane, they say a couple of things. Will any uh, women with kids please... Uh, board first, any first class passengers board first, any veterans board first, anyone with disabilities board as well. Well, apparently he heard the disabilities was before, I guess, the veterans. It was disability people first. So he took a little bit of time trying to get out of his seats and walking up. And they said uh, veterans or, or service members board now. And as he's walking towards the crowd, someone screams, make way for the veteran. And (laughs) the whole crowd parted like Moses parting the Red Sea. And he was just like, oh, God, because he's not a veteran. So he was just like walking through this whole crowd. He gets on the plane. He sits down. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I'd like to acknowledge the gentleman in seat 3A. (laughs) (laughs) So so the person next to him goes, hey, man, so you're walking up. Hey, uh, I was in Nam too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you serve? And he goes, oh, me? No, I just have bad timing. And then he put his headphones on and stared forward. That's a great response. It was a fantastic response. Uh, Every single time that I've ever been out with him, there's always a weird story of as he's walking his dog or walking somebody, somebody drives by, rolls down the window and says, thank you for your service or thank you, soldier. And he's like, no. <laughs> I was born this way. Yeah. I'm a Katy Perry song. <laughs> <laughs> I got that on vinyl if you're interested. <laughs> he probably does, actually. I'm not even going to lie. He's a big fan of Taylor Swift, actually, which oh. is uh, weird. But yeah, so a big thing for me every single time that I see him in the uh, mornings, whenever I see him, I'm just always like, hey, man. Thank you for your service. <laughs> if he ever has a call-in line on his show, I'm going to do that. I am 100% <laughs> going to do that. What you haven't done is told us what his name is. Uh, it is Matt Bergeron. Matt Bergeron. Matt the Bergeron. Yeah. Matt Bergeron, the host of Vinyl Reckoning. Yes. Is Matt Bergeron's dad the former host of America's Funniest Videos? No, <laughs> it is. It is not. Is his dad's name Tom? No, Tom Bergeron. Is that? Is yeah. That <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and look that up now. No, you That's don't. Be another. I know these things. Tom Bergeron used to host America's Funniest Videos. I can't. I can't trust everything that you say. <laughs> like, 
All right, now we're going to do this thing called honorable mentions, where you get to name everybody else that's having a birthday that we're not going to actually do a birthday boost for. So my list is a little lengthy, but we'll knock it out real quick. Uh, Mike Friend's having his birthday this week. Ah, Mike Friend doesn't have any friends. Debbie Simeone, a beautiful Italian lady down there in Georgia. She's having a birthday. Lisa, I always wished I could pronounce your last name. Uh, Sosenko? Lisa Sosenko is having her birthday. Is that a picture of her and Tom Hanks together? It sure is, back in the day. Ashley Edson. Well, I mean, she, Lisa's a very funny lady. Ashley Edson, she's uh, she's giving up her birthday on the internets. Uh, that's... Uh, the uh, you know you know Ashley. She was uh, much younger when you knew her. She was one of the Edson kids uh, of uh, uh, Joan and Ed's daughters. Uh, so Carrie White, oh, yeah. uh, Carrie White yeah. having a great birthday. Uh, Brandon Wade Farver's having his birthday. Uh, Brandon Standard, Sean Phillips, the. One and only great master of comedy, George Wallace, is having his birthday. Cody Blaylock, Walter Lee, Raul Cuevas is having his birthday on the 22nd. El Titres, I love this lady, and she is a, she, that's her hash name. And the story behind her hash name is incredibly awesome. You, you want to find out about it, uh, buy her a beer. Johnny Millwater, Adam Hill, and Adam Plum all having birthdays. Uh, the week that we are recording this, but you don't you don't know when you're listening to it, so you just have to believe us when we say they had birthdays this week. Who do you got in your honorable mention there, my friend? Ooh, okay. So I actually don't have too many in July, but I'm going to go through August real quick, if that is completely okay with you. Keep it as short. Long as everybody is, uh, I will. I will totally. You don't have keep to say short. any of that. No one knows. Just say the birthdays. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Uh, I got Dylan Singer. I got my grandfather, who is actually going to be uh, Joanna Wilson, William Woods. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see, Daniel Edgington. That's oh, a name. That's that a you name that rings a bell. He must have unfriended me. Oh no, because you're in advance. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then uh, that is it. He here. was a stud of the flood. I know he was an actual stud of the flood. It's a, here, here's a fun fact: uh, uh, <laughs> after after so many years of being his roommate and him drinking me underneath the table, the one time that I got to hang out with him when I was in California, I actually won that competition. Yay! Uh, so um, yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, or it's if that says a, a lot about. It's clearly a bad but, thing. <laughs> and then Crystal Lopez. That is a great list of honorable mentions. Danny, I can't tell you how uh, thankful I am for you to come on here. Number one, it was just great to talk to you again because it's been a long time. And, uh, yeah, uh, emojis don't cut it. Sometimes you need to reach back to your friends. So this was a good time. Now, Chick Brew has her normal sign-out phrase, which is don't forget that you are loved. I have my normal sign-out phrase, which I'm getting ready to deliver. If you were put on the spot and had to come up, with a sign-out phrase, what would you use? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, take it easy. I don't know. Like, I don't have anything. Like... <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the show. We hope you had a great time. Remember uh, to be the best person that you could be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And as Chick Brew would always say, don't forget that you are loved. And as Danny Nipples will tell you, uh, take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. And if it's easy, take it twice. (laughs) Danny, thanks so much. We really appreciate having you on. Always.
Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.